Hey, this is, today is November 7th, 2018. It is a beautiful day out today. Um, so today's podcast is going to be going over a little bit about me and kind of goals. And then my next podcast topic, the date will be to, to be determined. So a little bit about me. I'm 28, three boys have a boyfriend and we have a dog and we live in Denver and um, so and I have three brothers both my parents are alive now growing up as a kid it wasn't easy Um, me and my brothers did end up going into foster care and I won't go into detail about that later in my podcasts I will be um, foster care was difficult for us. I mean, at the time, I didn't know what was what was going on. I guess I was just like, eh, it is what it is, and you know, I'm just glad I'm out of this. I was out of the situation, but you know, it was still like I was in this moment, and I just didn't really you know, get used to it, um, but for me as a kid, you know, I, you know, I got my therapy, and I went to groups, and, you know, I dealt with my, my struggles, you know, because of what had happened, and being in foster care, and, you know, I don't know what my brothers were going through, and, you know, I wish that I was there for them at the time, but, you know, I, we were all young, I was about seven or eight, and they were younger, I'm the oldest, so they, definitely looked up to me and I wasn't there when I should have been but um we were foster care to foster care and eventually um we got all separated and I ended up in a a home with just me and you know a lady and um it was in Fort Collins is where I was in foster care and then my brother's were in group homes and during that time you know people probably didn't know what schizophrenia was but one of my brothers who was the oldest of the two um was diagnosed with it at an early age so they were able to give him the help that he needed and I didn't know that at the time I guess and I I wish that I would have reached out and pushed the other people to do the same thing with my other two brothers and um you know you can't can't go back to the past I guess but anyways so he was dealing with that and you know my foster home was it was good and she was really nice great lady um she was there through thick and thin with me and uh I know I wasn't the easiest teenager, and especially after I heard my grandpa died, and that's when my world changed, and that's when I changed, because before that, I was happy, I was talking, I was, you know, I loved dancing, I loved making, you know, dance routines, I was cheerleading, you know, good grades in school. It was, you know, a little weird, but aren't we all weird? (laughs) 
um, friends and, you know, it's just happy. And, um, just when that phone call came is when my world changed and seeing him die on me, man, then, then that's when it just, everything went down, downhill from there. And thinking about it now, like I never knew that my addiction would have gotten bad and it, and it did get bad. I just never knew. You know, I turned to drinking. I didn't finish all of 11th grade, and I didn't go to 12th grade. I just wanted to hang out with the people who wanted to drink and drink and drink and get you know, messed up. And um, I just, at the time, I didn't know I had a problem, but I did. And some people maybe saw it, I don't know, but it eventually led to sometimes I would, you know, drink by myself. And at that time, I didn't know that that was definitely a sign of, okay, you have a problem, go get help. But again, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. And some people saw, like, when I would drink, I would get crazy. You know, I would yell, I would scream, I would try to fight people. It was just bad. And I think that's where then I finally was like, I don't want to be around anyone anymore. I can just drink by myself. And uh, when I went to foster care, they took the rights of my mom and dad's away for us. So it was terminated. They weren't able to contact us or anything until we were 18. When I was 18, you know, I decided, okay, I can reach out to my mom. And I reached out to her. We made, you know, our amends and everything. And then when we did that, you know, we got to know each other, and then um, I slowly went and moved with her in Denver <laughs> because my my foster mom kind of got tired of me because I was not doing too well, and um, meaning I was just, you know, fucking up in life, drinking and not coming back or stealing and, you know, not doing anything that would benefit me in my life. And so a couple times, you know, my foster mom would kick me out and I would be pretty much on the streets and homeless and I would hang out with people who were kind of in the same situation. Like we would have to figure out where are we going to stay and or how are we going to get, you know, the booze or something. But (laughs) I don't know how we did it, but we did it and I was able, we were able to like stay in hotel rooms or um, stay at a friend's house. But eventually, like, that didn't last. And so then that was when I had to, you know, beg to come back. And she would take me in. And then finally, just enough was enough. Moved to Denver. And um, it was harder to get around in Denver because I I had no way. I didn't know Denver. And I didn't have any friends out in Denver. But I was still able to figure out, okay, I'm going to go party or drink and that's when I met my my boyfriend that I am with now and anyways so you know I I don't know if my mom knew at the time that I was struggling but I was still struggling with alcohol and I didn't have a job and so that was kind of hard but I still managed to get by and um I think a lot of it had to do was when a lot to do with because I was with my boyfriend and he was pretty much my caretaker and he worked 
and I would stay at the house that we were in and just not go anywhere anywhere in life and um, eventually we had kids but during those times you know I struggled and I struggled with my addiction I struggled with my mental health you know my depression my a little bit of anxiety my post-traumatic and trauma and you know everything and up till now like it all leads up and it it was from the moment that I found out my grandpa died and he was my dad he was my everything and for a long time I was mad not at myself but at you know God because why would you take someone away when it was their not their time yet you know he was still young and it, it was just it was hard and you know when people go through you know their struggles you know I just wonder what what's going on in your mind what's what what do you do to cope with yourself or if you're someone you know who struggles like what do you see and how do you cope with that and what's going on in your in your mind and um so that's a little bit about me I'm not in fresh care anymore because <laughs> obviously I'm 28 um but I still struggle um not with my my drinking now I haven't drank for almost five and a half months now and um it's truly a blessing because you know when I did try stopping when I did try stopping the drinking and the longest that I went was three months and then I relapsed and so being able to make it to almost six months now not yeah is really wow a blessing and not only a blessing because of, you know whether it was God or or what but it blessed about me and happy that I can do this and that I am stronger than I think I am and you know with that I still do struggle with my mental health you know my depression a little bit of anxiety still and just mostly my depression and throughout these years I just fought and fought my my demons and with the whole drinking and just hitting rock bottom like and again I'll explain more about things that I went through in later podcasts but you know it taking over me and those demons winning me and knowing when to push my buttons and knowing okay you want that drink let's go and now I can fight it and fight it and not let them you know take over but um you know they're still there and it's like I don't want them to you know take over my life and so I'm just really blessed about my myself and how far I've come and you know once I hit that year it's going to be really blessing because I made it this far and you know I, I do get some help I do go to some therapy and some classes every other week and um 
I do have a sponsor and you know she's really great too and it's really nice to be able to call someone every day because I think that's another thing that helps me go on with my life and not think about it think about I want a drink right now or I want let's make bad choices when really I don't want that you know I have three boys and they need me I need them and if it wasn't for them I'd probably be dead right now I would not be here or I'd probably be homeless so I just really gotta try to stay positive and I'm still you know struggling but I'm still doing my best staying strong and you know hopefully as days go by and as I get older and I look back I can look back and be like you made it girl you made it and I know for those out out there who are struggling you know you're not alone don't be scared reach out and I think you know the people that we reach out to like you need to understand like when someone reaches out to you don't be judging have an open mind and be ready to be understanding because you probably went through something too and who knows you may be sharing your story to them as well but I think everybody has went through you know a time in their life where they struggled and it didn't have to be the worst or it could have been you know fair stuff or you know hell but we all went and we still battle what we have to go through or what we're addicted to so I really want people to be able to reach out if they can even going you know somewhere where you can take classes or groups or um there's clubs out there or therapy like it's okay to be okay to get help because we don't it's okay and this is why I want to you know make my podcast because I want people to be inspired and I want them to know what I go through and then you know when I reach out to somebody or somebody reaches out to me like we I share your guys' story you know my next podcast um, I will focus on addiction whether you're addicted to drugs or alcohol or both so you guys reaching out to me if you want to be heard you want your story to be heard please reach out to me my email it's m l s duran d u r a n 19 at gmail.com um just give me an email and tell me your story tell me your addiction and tell me are you trying to you know get clean what it's what it's like for you what are your struggles um maybe a story where you've hit rock bottom like anything that comes to your mind just write it all out and um and if you want we can set up a time to um do an interview and we'll do some practice runs and then be able to do my podcast and then we'll be you know doing it via youtube and instagram and facebook and then of course being able to share it and the more we share the more it get it gets out there and that's what all i want and you know love and support and encouragement 
nothing but positive vibes. So, um, again, I live in Denver. So, anyone who resides within Denver for an interview would be appreciated. Um, so, again, email me mlsduran19 at gmail.com. Addiction, that's my next podcast. Please share me. And thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you. Welcome to Stay Blessed Podcasts. Today is November 27th, 2018. Today, my podcast, I will be going over addiction part one myself. So, my addiction drug of choice was alcohol. Um, I started using drinking when I was... 18 years old and today I'm 28 and that's the age that I stopped drinking so a lot of years of drinking and chaos um when I think about me and when I started drinking it wasn't me as a person that started drinking where I went to college and you know how college people they like to party and they like to drink and that's how they get into their drinking well not me I just started drinking simply after my grandpa died um and I just wanted to I guess escape put my mind at ease and not think about what I was feeling and what I was going through inside myself and I started hanging around people who were lowlifes like and who didn't finish high school they didn't graduate they needed to either get their GED or they didn't even get their GED Um, like me I didn't graduate I didn't finish high school I lost my friends that I had in high school and I just somehow connected to these people who were lowlifes and nothing all they, that mattered to them was you know getting fucked up or drinking and it was like an everyday thing or an every every weekend let's get fucked up and I was probably one of the main people who would try to hit up everybody and hey you want to drink let's drink tonight let's party woo and I would be the one that either, you know, had the money or I would get the money and just someone would need to just go and buy it. Um, so with with that, like, bef- before I had kids and before I met my boyfriend that I'm currently with, like, I was a mess. I was not in a good place and... I didn't even realize that I didn't care, I guess. And just thinking about it, like, it, it, it's so, like, 
mind-blowing of how much wasted years I wasted for myself. And it, it really does suck to think about because I wish I could just go back and fix that and actually obtain a better life for myself because of how much I wasted. Like, it just baffles me and it, it does kind of take a toll on me because those years I just wasted on not having a job or if I had a job like I wouldn't even stay there for more than three months or not trying to go to school and go be something go go get a career like I didn't do that and I just wish that I could you know I got my first DUI when I was 19 and I did have a, a job, and I was working with my mom. She got me the job, and I, I worked hard enough to save up enough money, $2,000, to buy my first car, and then my um, ex-foster mom helped pay the rest, and then I she put me under her insurance, and she has really good insurance. She has really good credit, so she really helped me, and that was probably the only thing in life that I actually worked hard for was getting my first car and having my license and of course I fucked that up and I chose to drink and drive I mean I destroyed my car because I was drunk and I wasn't paying attention so I, and then I got taken away because I wasn't good I wasn't in a good place and then um since my car got taken away then I managed to get a DOI with her car and fucking up her situation with her good insurance and stuff and then when I got my first DOI I just never got my license back so at 19 years old I was on probation for two years and I had to do drug and alcohol classes and B BAs, random BAs and that never stopped me. That did not stop me and fixing me and my drinking. It made me want to drink even more because of how depressed I was and how shitty life was because I was on probation and I fucked things up and it's like, whatever, fuck this, fuck life. And it eventually, I, you know, provoked my probation and then didn't comply with a lot of things and I, <laughs> I, failed some BAs and then with that they, they put me on this thing called scram which is like an ankle monitor except this one was for drinking so I really couldn't drink at all but the the, the bad thing about that was the cost every single day it cost like what $50 a day or something $15 a day and it was so ridiculous and I was just like I can't afford this like get me off this I mean, they had to get me off of it because I drank on it. Like, it still did not stop me from drinking. And my drinking got the best of me. Like, it ruined friendships. It ruined relationships with my family, my ex-foster mom. Like, there was just a couple of times where, you know, I would lie to her or I would steal and, you know, not comply with what she wanted me to do and I didn't do it or, you know, those things. And she just got tired and you know she would kick me out and there was just times where I'm like well fuck where am I gonna stay and you know 
there was people that I hung out with and like either I would stay at their house or um, we would scram for money and then get a hotel room and honestly like thinking about that I don't even know how we were able to get fucking money for a hotel room and then booze like a hotel room where in Fort Collins is like $40 and then all we really needed was like maybe 20 bucks max for some booze to get fucked up and you know I, I would pawn things or I would ask for money or they would get money somehow or they would pawn their things or you know I, I would steal things and it just was wow just thinking about it and talking about it it's like mind baffling like that was who I was because of my drinking I was just in a bad place and I didn't really care and I didn't really notice it until now and just thinking about it and and then thinking about okay I need to get my shit together like it's just it it's just since I was 18 and you know it caught up with me definitely big time and um I have a lot of stories, I have a lot of mistakes, good, bad, ugly, like, fucking hell. Um, one story that I can think of, you know, besides my me getting a DUI, was um, me and a friend um, were hanging out, and I stole some, some liquor, and it was a pretty, it was like a water bottle filled up with, with liquor, and we didn't really have a any we didn't have enough chaser and so we're like well fuck but we had water and so you know I was like fuck it we'll use water but you know even with that like we got so fucked up especially me that I ended up in the hospital it like blacked out completely I was you know throwing up I almost died because I of me throwing up and then they had to pump out my stomach or something, and it, it was just really bad. And and that was my first hospital incident. And from that night, I should have learned my lesson. I should have been like, you know what? I almost died. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But I didn't. It. I didn't see no issue at all with me. I didn't see or think, oh, I have an alcohol problem. It was just normal. Like, whatever. Go on with life. And that that's just bad. And it it was definitely thinking about it now. It, it it was a struggle. Like I fucking struggled like to obtain friendships, relationships, um, battling and struggling with my inner self, like in my soul. Like I definitely gained and I lost and. It definitely hurts because, like I said, like, I wasted my life due to drinking. Like, the drinking was, like, my master. Like, it, it's like, tell, it, it was like telling me, oh, you have to drink. Yes, master, like, I bow down to you kind of thing. That's what it was like. And I believe, like, even with what happened to me as a kid with my abuse and my trauma that definitely plays um, a big part of why I was drinking and then the other, the rest of the part 
of the reason is you know my grandpa dying like that was a huge one and I lived with that I lived with having no one I was alone like even if there was people who really supported me or who were there for me or said you know if you need somebody I'm here like I never turned to them like it was just me and this alcohol and that was it and that's kind of like another reason why I wanted to move so I moved with my mom thinking it's time for a change I need to be better I need to stop this but I moved and it was right back at it again except a whole different scenery different everything um that's where I you know met my boyfriend now and you know he was a really good person and we had a really good you know relationship and you know he saw me for who I was that I didn't see or other people didn't see because of my drinking they just saw oh this girl look at her drinking it's like who is this person my my boyfriend looked past that and saw the real me and it still the drinking still got in the way and it still fucked up our relationship you know i fucked fucked him up you know i did things to hurt him i cheated i lied i stole i put him in a bad place but, but the thing is is he, he never left he was always there and you know i took that for granted i took advantage of that and up till now it just wow like there there has to be a reason why he is still here in my life granted we have three kids and it, all this drinking just put me in a bad place put me in a bad situation and um there there is addiction in my family especially on my dad's side you know he's battling his addiction with drinking and come to find out he has 3 months max due to drinking ever since i was born it was an every single day for him drink 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 i didn't even know my dad as a kid I never hung out with him. I never talked to him. Nothing up until now because I want to better myself and better who I am as as a person. And then also just kind of just letting go and just get a lot of a lot of weight off of me. Um and living with the with my addiction with alcohol. It was like the real me was trapped. fighting screaming inside while this ugly person that alcohol turned me into was out in the world like <laughs> whatever I'm I'm better than you you can't come out fuck you kind of thing and you know it was just you know dark just like my childhood was was dark that's what it was like living with this addiction and i still didn't really get it i still didn't care and i still 
it didn't matter to me. I, all it mattered was I just want to escape. I want to numb my pain and my feelings and my emotions with drinking, and I did. But it really did get the best of me, you know, minus the mistakes and bad stories that I encountered before I had kids. I still drink even after I had kids. You know, I think after having my kids, you know, my de my depression and my post-traumatic, it, it worsened, and then I drank. And it came to that point where social services had to come in because I wasn't, I was putting myself at harm and my kids because of my drinking. And you know that should have been an eye-opener for me, and it really was because I almost lost the chance of seeing my kids and having a difficult life and oh I need to see my kids I need to do this and that like having people say yes it's okay for you to see your kids fuck that but no God blessed me someone was watching over me and didn't want that for me but you're a couple after my third kid you you know, I, I thought I would learn my lesson from all that and learn, okay, I, I shouldn't be drinking. Like, come on, like, snap out of it. No, I, I chose to do a bad decision once again and put myself and my kids in harm. And, you know, thank God, you know, social services wasn't involved this time, but that really opened me up because it was on thin ice someone could have could have called on me but I opened up my eyes and I did things and I said you know what I can't keep doing this because I know that if I do some do something else it's just gonna be a lot more worse than the other two times where this should have been eye openers and that is a fucking miracle like someone really is watching me and I honestly yes God is probably having my back but 100% I believe that is my grandpa and I know he's probably looking down on me so upset and hurt and angry that I am choosing drinking over my kids and I should be taking care of myself and that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. I need to stop. I can't keep doing this because I don't want to lose myself or my kids. Um, I, I guess I did have um, a little bit support. You know, my mom, my ex-foster mom, um, one of my really good friends and you know my boyfriend now but I just feel like it wasn't enough support I mean because I I don't like people in, intruding in my life I don't need them in my life so my only support system was just getting the help that I need from others that weren't family or friends therapy AA, um, my sponsor, like, those are my support systems right now, and, you know, God, um, 
if it wasn't for me not having kids too, like I probably wouldn't be alive right now. I wouldn't be talking and doing my podcasts and whatever else life brings upon me. I would be dead. And my my boys deserve their mother, you know, and I love my boys so much. You know, it the alcohol just turned me into this person like life does doesn't matter to me and I don't care whether I had kids or not and that's not okay like at all and yes I still struggle and it's not mostly because of the alcohol I think it has a lot to do with my mental illness and it it's a struggle in having to battle with that demon you know because I have depression you know a major major depression post traumatic stress and a, a little bit of anxiety and I I could just you know feel it and it takes so much out of me my energy and um, some people will ask me, why don't you take any medication? Or have you ever thought about it? And I've thought about it, but I don't want to turn to medication because of stories and reviews and what I see and what had happened to my brothers who have schizophrenia due to medication. I don't want that. I'm, you know, I'm content, but not, you know content enough that I don't need medication to help me go on with my life, if that makes sense. Like, there's some people who actually will need the medication because of how severe their mental illness is, and, you know, mine is not, like, to that point where, okay, I need to get medication because I learned how to cope with it by music, by writing, um, trying my best to eat right, exercising, all those things, and I think a lot of you taking care of yourself plays a big role in your your mental health, like the diet and um, how you cope with your mental illness and stuff. And I find ways to be able to um, cope with that. So, you know, but I still struggle. I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm no better than you are. There have been times where, yes, I tried, you know, suicide attempts. Um, one time it was just like maybe about 60 like Tylenol or ibuprofen, all gulped it all and with liquor. And I drank a whole bottle and wanted to keep drinking and trying to go out the window because life was shitty and where I was at that point was fuck you and fuck me like what did I deserve to why do I deserve to be here and this was when I had two of my kids and you know I was being selfish when I shouldn't have you know been that way and I ended up having to go to the hospital and you know they released me because I said I'm fine it's just I'm going through through something and you know, I don't want to say it on my podcast, but it, it 
you know, someone really fucking fucked me up in the head, like, by what they did and what I saw, and it just fucked me up, and I was like, you know what, fuck my life right now, if this person is gonna do this to me, like, fuck you then, and, you know, I know I did horrible things to that person too, but it's like, you're better than that, like, what is this, my karma, like, okay, fuck in A, and, you know, with the AA, you know, I had to do amends, and it really, I learned so much, like, I learned not to be selfish, and I learned to kind of let things go that were burdens that I was holding, and, you know, one of them was my dad, and for a while, you know, I, uh, you know, I was upset and hurt and mad because he was, he was never my father, he wasn't there when I needed him the most, you know, I had those daddy issues, but when I was, you know, reaching out to him, it was me reaching out because I just wanted to go on with my life, I didn't want to have this weight on me anymore, and I just wanted him to know that I'm okay, and I'm fine, and, you know, even though he has three months max to live, like, I'll be okay, and, It was hard for me to be able to find him up until now, and I feel like God, you know, blessed me to send send me to the right direction of how to find him and then making it easy for me to be able to see him, you know, because I saw him, you know, and he was super happy, and I was happy too. You know, I reached out and we were able to see each other, but when... But I was asking and I was telling other people, like, why was it so easy now for me to be able to reach out to my dad? And, you know, my instincts kicked up. I said, you know what? I bet you it's because he doesn't have a lot, a long, long, long time for him to live because of his drinking. I mean, people may think that I was bad at drinking, that I was, like, an alcoholic per se like every single day like no my dad is a definition of an an alcoholic every single day he drank up until now and um it's more of a blessing that God gave me strength to be able to reach out to him and say and give and forgive him then then why then staying mad at God when my dad dies you know when my grandpa died I was furious at God like why the fuck did you take this important person out of my life like why I was so mad at him and you know with my sobriety and finding God and doing my amends you know like there was no reason for me to be mad mad at God and I wasted my energy and my time and my life because I was staying mad at God for taking my grandpa away and my dad you know is dying and I was just telling myself you know what I won't be mad at God this time because he gave me the chance to meet my dad instead of getting a phone call and saying, oh, your dad died. Now, that would be something else. But no, he gave me the chance to be able to do what I needed to do 
and then during the moments that he, you know he has a life still then it gives me the opportunity to be the better person i forgave him give me a chance to spend some time with him and that is a blessing and i'm okay with that um a message to you know those who are struggling I know how it is. I know how hard it is. I know what it's like. But believe in yourself. Have faith. Know that you are stronger than that drug or alcohol. You're you're better than that. And it could be scary. And if you don't have anyone, like, don't let that get to you. Because with me... I think a lot of the reasons why I just kept drinking was because I f- was alone and I didn't have anyone to, you know, say, you know, you need to stop. Like, I didn't have that person or maybe father to tell me, like, you need to stop. Like, get in my face kind of thing. It was like I was just alone and and no one should make that as an excuse if you don't have anyone because there, there are people out there, whether it's family or friends or strangers or therapists or counselors, anyone, and know that you have the strength to stop because it's a fucking bitch. And if you have kids, like, they need you more than anything. And even if you don't have kids, you need yourself more than anything, even if life is shitty. Like, keep on going. Make a difference. Make someone happy. Do something good for yourself and you know fight it because you are someone and you are better and um again like I just want people to be able to be inspired by my podcast because I want to be that voice I want to be that advocate advocate because I think you know people misunderstand us and they don't understand what we go through and what we battle and how hard it is like and that's where the judgment comes. Oh, I judge you because this and this and this. No, you don't know who I am. So who are you to say this and this and this? Or, oh, I just heard this. No, you didn't. You heard stories and, you know, people switch stories up so you don't know what's real, what's true and what's not. Only I know what that story was, what was behind it, and what I was going through that it's more real than other people telling you. And you don't know me. Like, get to, you know, people don't get to know you. They just assume first impressions, don't judge a book by its cover. And so I just hope that I, you know, couldn't keep on inspiring people because I believe that it's important that others know that people who have addiction or mental illnesses, they are people too. We are human. And we have feelings and we want the love and we want the care and we want those to see us as one like them um so i'm gonna wrap it up stay tuned for my addiction part two someone will be joining me thank you so much and i hope that you enjoyed this be sure to share this get my podcast out there. Thank you and have a blessed day.